You're listening to The Big Show with George Russick and Matty Rose on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. It's about damn time. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. About time we heard from it's Mr. Worldwide. It's about damn time. It's about damn time. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. You mm. stupid monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. And the afterglow of a 6-3 Flames win in Seattle. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Both time they win. <laughs> what was it, six, six Listen. straight? Listen, there's, uh, there's few certainties in life. Uh-huh. What's that? Um, the birds will sing. Okay. The sun will shine. Yep. And the Flames win in Seattle. <laughs> damn straight. Yeah. The Flames will just beat Seattle. Yeah. Suck on that, Seattle. Yeah. Cracking. Yeah. Stuck it right in there. Crack. Am you, I right? You know what I'm doing? Cracking Am open I a right? cold one after kicking your ass. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Son. <laughs> Flames win 6-3 Saturday night in Seattle to snap that ugly six-game losing streak. Could it be a better weekend? If you're a Calgarian, weather was beautiful. The sun was shining. The weather, all the snows melted and gone here in beautiful Calgary. Stamps got crushed, but okay, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay, well now, oh yeah, Stamps got hammered in BC by the Lions. Um, but the weather was nice. <laughs> yes, and uh, the Oilers continue to be a train wreck up north. That's pretty sweet. We love to see that. And it's really good. Like, Ooh. Feels like death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. All right, Connor. <laughs> dial it back a little bit. Death by a thousand It's what cuts. he said. I know. I saw. It's too bad. Is it? Yeah. We have uh, no Patrick today. He's off. Nope. So that means um, is GVP and Shan, are you both doing Mucho Big Show? Yeah. Okay, yeah, all right. Don't sound so really, enthusiastic. Really, I'm really, really confident, boys. You're like, I'm stuck in my throat. Well, yeah. Yes. 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 I will be on at 9 o'clock. Yes. yes. Hey, are you guys doing Mucho Big Show at 9? Yes. Yes, we are. You'll have uh, Derek Van Deest mm-hmm. on from Edmonton. Lizard people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Regional writer, NHL.com. Oh, there's a lot of issues in Edmonton right now. Your boy, Woody. Well, I don't know. My boy? Yeah, yeah. your boy, Woody. Could be in trouble. Well, I thought they had that huge win at the Heritage Classic, and it was going to buoy them forward and turn it into, I don't know. Yeah, I was we were the there. Room. I was in the room for his press conference, yeah. and it was... I'm not even going to say... Yawn inducing. I'm not even... Because Maddie and I were sitting in separate spots in the room, and if you listen to the show, and you absolutely should... Just for the hard-hitting journalistic integrity, um, Maddie and I were in the room, and he just kept texting me things about Jay Woodcroft that I don't want to share. Just how big you're just a, not a fan. You're just not a fan. I was just really intrigued by his press conference. Yeah, least. and the way he was talking, like, oh, turning point for the Oilers, bringing season. up a lot of great points. Yeah, and uh, they suck. And uh, Nashville caved him in. They had no answer for Ryan O'Reilly, seventy-five-year-old Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> They had no answer for that guy, yeah. who for some reason is a number one center again in the NHL. But they had no answer for him. And Tim Novak, the linesman slash forward, who plays for the for the Predators. That's a nice pull. Yeah. Uh, they had no answer for those guys no, on Saturday afternoon. No. It's, I don't know if it's those morning skates or, you know, the fact that only six of their forwards have registered a point this season. 
Uh, it's got to be maybe the afternoon games, or maybe it's the lack of depth scoring, or maybe it's McDavid playing through an injury, or maybe it's their goaltending's not that good, or maybe it's not that they defend very well. It's but other be, than that, it's, it's got to be one of those. But other than that, you know what? I bet all those happening at the same time is part of the problem. Hmm. Now, um, <laughs> at least they only have the Canucks tonight in Vancouver. Yeah, it's gonna be good, and they have had their number already this season. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Van- oh. And again, you and I, we kind of rolled our eyes when Wish said it. Hmm. We're like, um, Vancouver, team to watch out for. What? Shut out the stars. But right now, like, yeah, Saturday. They, they look good. What? Yeah, what world are we living in? The Ducks win yesterday. Now, they double up the Knights. The Canucks are good. Now, can Golly. I uh, can I share an earth-shattering stat with you guys? Oh, okay. Do you have earth-shattering stat music? <laughs> JVP immediately. No, I'm just... Problem. That feels like... Yeah, thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> we saw on uh, on Saturday, uh, the Penguins beat up the Sharks like they stole something 10-2. Back-to-back. To back do you know bangers. Do you know in a 10-2 game where there was a potential to have 30 assists, I needed a Latang and Malkin assist from one of those guys to cash, and none of them had an assist in a 10-goal game? You know what kind of a bad beat that? I'm like, they scored 10 goals. Malkin had two goals, fine. But I needed a, uh, needed an apple. But anyway. Oh, why are you playing assist props? Are you ready for uh, Are you ready for this earth How shattering? How can you hate goal props and be all over assist props? Because so it doesn't make it easier to, to get than goals. Then why don't you ride a point prop then? Because it's, it's not as good odds. Okay, so are you ready for this earth shattering? Earth, earth shattering. Earth shattering. I speak, I speak English. I'm like GVP right now. Hey, what's on Mucho Big Show? All right. Earth shattering stat that you probably don't even know. Earth shattering stat of the day. Yes. Stat it up. So uh, the Sharks are getting beat up like they stole something in yeah. every game now. Like it's embarrassing. <laughs> Their goal differential, I think, is minus 408 already on the season. I believe they're asking to be relegated. Not other teams asking yeah. for them. They're asking to be relegated. Yeah. yeah. So the San Jose Sharks, awful, giving up 10 burgers left and right mm-hmm. to the Canucks and the Penguins in back-to-back games, I believe. They still don't have the worst team save percentage in the NHL. Oh, really? You know who does? Who? The Edmonton Oilers. Oh, that is an earth-stattering stat. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, my earth is stattered. Wow. Yep. Are you guys... Shan's here, by the way, too. Shan, I, are you shocked by that stat? Um, I watched a few other games. Not shocked. Okay, no, but the Sharks are letting in 10 goals a game, oh, yeah. and yet they're not the worst save percentage in the NHL. That is, the Sharks have a minus quite stattering. 43 goal differential through 11 games. So listen to that. They have a minus 43 goal differential through 11 games, yet they still have a better save percentage than the Edmonton Oilers. Life's not so bad. That's stattering. It is earth stattering. Uh, GVP, were you aware of that? Were you shocked by that? That that is, I'm shocked by that. Thank I, you, thank you. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, what? I gotta look this up. Wasn't the first time in like 58 years the Sharks gave up back to back 10 spots? I saw that stat as well. Yeah. I'm not sure it's as earth stattering. Yeah, as, I think as yours, but yeah. only a handful well. of teams have ever, ever, ever allowed 10 in back-to-back games. It does not happen very often. Yep. Um, uh, text, line, something. text line, never thought I'd be glad to hear Fireball. Well, you are. 
And uh, whoever is stuttering and staggering through their words sucks at his job. Well, yeah, that's me. Nobody said it was good. <laughs> Listen to the show once. It happens all the yeah, time. Like, again, we call each other out when Monday words get tough. Monday morning. Yeah, it's Monday morning. Flames of the big 6-3 win. So you, how about this? You suck at your job. I don't even know what you do. <laughs> wow. Eat that. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Does well, it matter? No, because I don't have a name and a face to you. No, but you I have, have a name and a face to me. Three three five four. Did you just yell no so just I don't read out the number? Dox him. <laughs> I felt like HR there. I don't know. I had a moment. <laughs> is, is it, you yelled no? I thought you were going to do Look it. Look at you Shit. trying to save George Russick's okay. ass. Okay, first of all, uh, if I did give out his number, that wouldn't I wouldn't even get <laughs> reprimanded. <laughs> by whom am I going to get reprimanded by? And number two, Shan, yeah. don't ever tell me no again on my own show. <laughs> Roger that. Roger that. Okay. Like, I'm not, I don't want to be like, you know, I appreciate your work. I like when you fill in. I think you're a good dude. We know a lot of the same people in this business. But you tell me no one more time, Shan. Oh, brother, this (laughs) guy stinks! Yes! I understand, You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sit in the 9 o'clock hour, Shan, and I'm just going to turn on my mic and say no at you randomly. I don't know if his mic was on. I think he might have just yelled it from the other room. I heard it. My mic like, was no, not on. But I, I do appreciate. No, I think you just yelled it from the other room. No, but see, but at the same time, Shannon be the type of guy that would have dove on a live grenade for us. Yeah. To save, his, to save his troop. Because <laughs> that's what he did right there. He was diving on a live grenade no. for me. No. No. Um, good job. Uh, Flames uh, with a 6-3 win in Seattle. Uh, Andrew Majapani, uh, the, uh do you have the stupid video? It sounds like... <laughs> Of the NHL. For the morning okay, save for the morning report. I got a one-game suspension, which I'm like, what? Only one game for that? <laughs> Listen, it wasn't. I have near- no again, it, it again. Was- before before yeah, what you're yeah, gonna yeah. say, I never know what the suspension is <laughs> no, gonna be. This is a good point. I by think you. they roll. I think they just spin a suspension wheel at the NHL office. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five games, and they're like, oh, forty-one. Uh, Oh, oh, just one. One game. One just to one. one. You bet the dollar on the big wheel. One to one. <laughs> so they got one game. Yeah. That's what they do at the NHL's Department of Safety stuff. It one- was, uh, I didn't think it was as bad as the Jamie Ben one. Jamie Ben was falling, he said, and he had to break his fall with his stick on the back of the neck. Yeah, and Mon was kind of losing his balance. Like, they weren't too dissimilar, but I thought that the Jamie Ben one was more malicious. I think that the best thing here is that both the players uh, in both instances got up and were able to return to their yes. respective games. Yes. Because that is a place where you don't necessarily have a lot of protection, and you can cause a lot of damage. So I, I wonder if that came into the equation as well when yep. all this thing was said and done. Um, as much as Manjapani has a history of getting under the skin of opponents, I don't believe he's got a in suspension history yeah. or anything like that. So, um, yeah, he got the one game. I really didn't like the play. No, I didn't like it either. And it just goes to show how um, frustrating uh, this flame season has been. For the players, because um, him and Rasmus Anderson getting suspensions, and it's just their frustration boiling over. And it's 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 a selfish play, my Bonjapon. He should have never done it. It's such an early spot in the game. Gets the five minute major, which he should have. But it just goes to show that that those are out of character moves by Anderson and Manjapani so far this season mm-hmm. because I think it's the frustration of how this season has started. Yes. And that bubbles over onto the ice, and they do things that maybe they wouldn't do normally because of how frustrating the, se- the start to the season has been 
for the Calgary Flames. Again, this team is in no position to have a guy like him uh, lose his cool, get kicked out of the game, and then miss some time off on the ice because they need him. Uh, I think the biggest takeaway for me on that cross-check was you'd think when the Flames lose a guy who plays in their top six, you think number 10 would have a little more ice time and a little more opportunity? <laughs> you'd think that would be the case, right? You think, you know, after, you know, you're missing a guy who you're relying on to be an offensive uh, player for you to to be in your top six to play more. You think the guy you're paying north of $10 million, you think he'd get a little more ice time so he can have a little more impact on the game. Like, you'd think he'd be on the bench, you know, licking his lips going, oh, man, that sucks for Mange, but I get to play more here. You'd think that'd be the case and that he can have actually, you know, influence on the game. You'd mm. think that would actually happen. Yeah, you would. You did skip no, out you, there. You, you think it would. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I would. Yeah. hundred percent all the way through. He skated twenty one thirty four. Yeah. But was he exceptionally noticeable? No. Listen, I, no, he wasn't. I actually really liked Jonathan Huberto's first period. I thought it was one of the better mm. games that he played in quite some time. I thought in the second and the third he trailed off a little bit and he wasn't nearly as impactful. But overall, I actually thought Huberto took a big step forward in that game. I thought Kadri was a lot better and yep. maybe their best forward in that game. You know what? Uh, like and I thought Jaeger Sharon Govich was a lot more impactful in it's that both game. time. It's about time. The guy they traded for not to put him on the fourth line, as I said last week. I did say Friday I had a lot of Dan Vladar vibes heading into that game. I had it on zero authority, but I just had a gut feel. I thought it was going to be Vladar in that. He was lights out. He was good. That save he made was absurd. Which one? In the first period where he went across. I think that, well, he had the one, he had the back-to-back stops. Before the Manjapani penalty, yeah. Then he had a couple on in the second. There's there was a four on three. He made a great stop on. He stopped Karche like three or four times yeah. over the course of the game. Uh, yeah, I thought he was really good yesterday. Or pardon me, back on Saturday he when was. he played. I thought he was one of their best players. Like I said, I really like Kadri, Huberto, and Sh- uh, Sharon Govich. Yeah. You know, you can tell that this injection of youth with Zary and Pospisil getting some time is yep. having a positive impact. And overall, the Flames just continued their dominance as a franchise over the Kraken. Those were kind of my big four takeaways. Vladar, yep. the youth, yep. and three forwards had really good games. And again, Pospisil scores in his NHL debut. There's something about the Flames and playing with Kadri and getting a goal in your NHL debut. Yep. I guess anything is Pospisil. Crickets, please. Anything is Pospisil. No, I heard you the first time. Anything is possible. Those are loud crickets, hey? Yeah, they, they are. They're very, it's a very nice, clear July evening. Yes. Where they, the crickets are very, they're like, like they're made a lot of mating sounds. Yeah, they're right in my ear. Yeah, a lot of mating sounds. Um, I liked his game. Do you know what I like? I saw um, a text that he had sent to his billet. It got shared by the team oh. that he played his junior in. And um, his nickname that she called him was Paws, which I thought was... Appropriate, because I think he's kind of a little bit of a POS out there. I like that. Yeah. Um, You know, you know, there's instances, I've shared this many times on the show, um, where I yell at the TV sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I know they, apparently they did this practice on Friday. Okay. But there was an instance where I was yelling at the TV on Saturday night. What for? You know when the Flames had the five on three in the second period? Yeah. And for some inexplicable reason, no other team does this in the NHL. I don't think. Why on earth on a five on three did they have both Anderson and Weger on at the same time? 
That's just because they've been changing up their units lately. They're just trying to get something to work with this power but play. It's been defensemen? ice cold. I don't really care if you're doing it out there. I think we yelled. Weger and Anderson have been two of their better offensive players the last couple of so games. So might as well both throw them out there and May see if it well. works. I like it. Might as well turn back the clock they and go two defensemen good. on the power play. They both be good. And yeah. But on a five-on-three, Maddie, You've already lost Mangiapane, who's a, a five-on-three power play guy. Yeah. So you don't have him available. I don't know if you're going to throw Pospisil over the boards. You're not throwing Greer over the boards. You're not throwing Walker Dewar over the boards. So you're down four guys there. Like... Yeah, I, I'm sure you could make it work, but the way they've been practicing lately, they've moved Weger and Anderson on that top unit together. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if that's the top unit anymore. They don't mm -hmm. even start most power plays, but they've got their two units set, and they're rolling with it. And it, I understand if you're trying to get some things working here. Like I don't think it's going to last. I'll say that much. But where they're at right now, working through their power play struggles, I yeah. understood it where they were in time. Um, I'm... Yeah, we I I really like Weger and Anderson together lately, so I actually didn't mind that at the time. But especially because it gives you a couple of different shooting opportunities at the top of the point, like both those guys can rip it pretty good. So no, that was I, kind of my no. Listen, I I don't disagree with anything you're saying, mm -hmm. but on a five on three, that's all I'm saying. It's a five on three, which is like all about getting your best, you know, offensive players. And you're right with Manjapani gone, sure. And but, I don't and I don't know like Kadri, Lindholm, um, put Zary out there with with Huberto and then either Anderson or like you could do that. Like I just I was just I was just shocked that on a five on three you put two blue liners out there. That's all. Cause like, okay, if it was five on four and I get it and they're playing well, I get it. But for a five on three, I think that's very uh, unconventional when it comes to today's NHL. That's why I noticed it. That's why it was so glaring to me when I saw it. Well, you had Jonathan Huberto out there for like two minutes straight. Elias Lindholm was out there for the entire power play, and then the five on three. He was out there with Nazem Kadri, and then, yeah, they go to Uyghur. They go to Anderson. I'm just looking here. Who else they would have had as option? Greer, meh. Manjapani, no. Coleman, no. Zeri played with the second unit late in the power play. Dubé hasn't looked great on the power play today. Like you talked about, Lindholm had already been out there. Pospisil was on the second unit. Backlund's on the second unit. Dewar, you're not sending out there. Sharon Govich, you're not sending out there. Like, you just didn't really have options at that point. I understand where you're coming from, but feels kind of ticky-tack to me. All right. Um, we got a lot to do. Uh, busy, busy Rose Report. Uh, busy day in the National Football League. Flames went over the weekend. The Oilers continue to stink. And the stamp season is done. Wimp womp. Womp, womp, womp. And at the top of the hour, uh, the chronolist... Uh, Brent Cron, going to join us in studio. That's like a real thing now we're doing on this show. Uh, he joins us after every Flames game day, and it's uh, brought to you by our good friends and all kind door services. Brent Cron in studio coming up at the top of the hour. I'm excited to see what he thinks. See and how his weekend was. So he'll he be to. he'll be in studio today, and then he'll be in studio Wednesday because mm -hmm. the Flames play tomorrow night at home to the Preds. Down at the Scotiabank Saddle, though. Pretty quiet midweek for the Flames yeah. once again. It is quiet. The Friday, Saturday out east. Yep. Eastern Canada road trip coming up for them. Uh, so the Chronolist will join us in the uh, full 7 o'clock hour. Charles Davis, NFL on CBS, 8 o'clock. Adnan Verk at 8.30. We have a jam-packed Monday show for you. What's coming up on the Rose Report? But I kind of like pretty much teased it but what's coming up yeah all that stuff plus i actually have a little bit of a media story for you a example of the times and they are a changing 
Hmm. Are you going to talk about my boyfriend, Novak Djokovic, winning in Paris? Uh, let me see here. Scrolling, scrolling. First tournament since the U.S. Open, and then he scrolling, wins. Scrolling. He wins in straight scrolling. sets. Scrolling. Mm, I've gotten to the part of my Word document that's just blank, so no. Mm. Do you want to talk about how he only needs Monte Carlo now to win all, all Masters 1000 tournaments three times, which nobody's even done once to win all of them? Oh, uh, what was that? Okay. Crickets? Yeah, right. right on. Uh, lots of stuff coming up in the Rose Report. It's the big show. It's George. It's Maddie. It's GVP. It's, it's Mr. No himself, Shan. <laughs> Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio, it's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan, coming up in the 7 o'clock hour, the entire hour in studio, the chronolist, Brent Cron, Calgary sporting legend. Former first-round pick of your Calgary Flames. Brought to you by our good friends at All Kind Door Services. Going to join us in the studio. 8 o'clock, Charles Davis, NFL on CBS. And uh, Adnan Verk at 8.30. Talk about uh, the baseball offseason. Apparently, the Blue Jays going to check in on Shohei Otani. They're going to check in on him. They're going to ask him stuff. Hey, you want to sign in Toronto? And like, like a half-hearted. Hey, you want, you want to come? Hey, are you actually exploring all your options? Or, yeah. or is that kind of garbage? Hey, you want to come to Toronto? Uh-huh. No, I'm, I'm good. You all did? right. Okay. okay. Cool. We checked right. in on you. We can tell our fans we checked in. Thank you. Uh, we'll, have to, uh, we'll talk to Adnan Burke about that. But right now, a busy sporting weekend. Uh, it's time for the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Blue. Matty Rose. Good morning, friends. Welcome to a brand new week. The streak is over for the Calgary Flames, hey. and that is a good way. Hey. We will get into that. Week 10 of the NFL did not disappoint. The Raptors faced Wemby and the Spurs. The Stamps had a tough result in BC. Mm. We got it all for you. We got lots of stuff. So we will dive in. We will start with the Flames. Plus, uh, I got a little thought on the changing media landscape that we find ourselves in. Interesting. <laughs> yep. Flames in Seattle for a little Saturday night tilt and a slew of changes for the club. The top six remain the same, but Martin Pospisil replaced Dryden Hunt to the left of Michael Backlund. Dylan Dubé returned to the fourth line center with Matt Coronado, sent to the AHL Friday afternoon. We'll get to that debut later. On the blue line, Zadorov returned. Nick DeSimone made his season debut, called up with Jordan Osterley, sent to the AHL Friday. And Zadorov getting healthy to pair with DeSimone, so Dan Gilbert came out of the lineup. Dan Vladar got the start, so a ton of changes for the Flames, George. Before we get into the particulars, did anything pop to you when you saw this group of swaps for the Flames coming in? Like, this feels like the biggest roster change turnover they've had game-to-game all season. Yeah, you know what? Like, again, the team's lost six straight, and I know you're coming off a great game against the Dallas Stars, but again, like, you got to kind of throw things against the wall and hope they stick, and uh, there's been something about uh, the Flames and having these kids make their NHL debuts. Was I surprised that Coronado got sent down on Friday? Yeah, a little bit. But again, uh, the NHL is really hard, and it's okay for him to maybe go grab some confidence in the A, which which wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. We're going to see Matt Coronado up here sooner than later, I believe. 
So I, I like the moves, and this Pospisil deserved his, you know, shot at coming back here or coming up to the NHL for the first time. Vladar had to make a handful of early saves. Biggest touch point had Andrew Mangiapane getting tossed for a pretty aggressive downwards cross check on the kind of head and neck area of Jared McCann while they were battling for a puck. Five-minute major for the play and was reviewed by the oh. league yesterday. One game suspension. Oh, okay. All right. Mm. One. That's pretty much what it is uh, for the uh, NHL. I, I, I had no idea. I thought we we're going to have something like the Jamie Benn suspension where he gets two games in the playoffs, which, of course, equals four in the regular season, allegedly. Or even that, more. That's that's the formula that apparently we go by. But I thought that that was a very selfish play from Majapani in, in an instance where if you're the Calgary Flames, you can't be taking major penalties like that for no reason. Like, he had no reason to cross-check McCann in the back of the head. And again, I, I don't fall over myself. Like, again, like, you see some people on social media like, okay, just calm down, all right? He didn't murder the guy. It was a stupid play. Good thing McCann didn't miss any time and he came back. Well, he did miss a little time, but he came back in the game. Just felt like he was fine. But that's just a selfish play, and it just goes to show how frustrated the Flames are by this losing streak. Anderson did that stupid play in Columbus, a selfish play to take out Lion A. Can't do that. Majapani, stupid selfish play, gets himself a one-game suspension. I think he's lucky he only got one game, to be honest with you. But you also love the fact that I think the NHL takes it in consideration where it was early in the first, so that kind of counts as a game. Whatever. That feels so ridiculous to me. It feels like <laughs> you're really going on the side of the aggressor here. Like, it should just be, hey, you did a dumb thing that deserves a suspension. No one cares how much you played in the game because you yeah. did the dumb thing. That should supersede everything above it. It doesn't matter how long you play. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you make a dumb mistake five minutes in or at the end of the game. That shouldn't matter to me. The suspension should be the same. So, whatever. One game for Manjapani. Uh, the Kraken would score on the major. Bjorkstrand with a snipe of a wrist shot, but some really strong killing overall. Backlund had a breakaway. Philip Grubauer had to make a tough stop on that, but only trailing by one after the major. And then on the bump-up shift. Kraken do score one. As Bjorkstrand has given them one, a one-to-nothing lead. Here's Pospisil. The Flames back to full strength. Moves it up the right wing side to Dubé. Who shoots. He stopped. Rebound. Pospisil scores! In his first National Hockey League game, Martin Pospisil deposits his first NHL goal, and he ties the game at one. 23-year-old cashing in, kind of similar to the Zary goal the game prior, if you think about it. The 2018 fourth-round pick scoring in his de debut tied the game up. Unfortunately, the Kraken would retake the lead. Several Flames have a chance to clear, but they can't. And Tolvanen scores to give Seattle the lead after 20. Vladar, several great stops in the second period. Ooh. Then eventually, the Flames would get a couple of power plays. And Hannafin got one to go through some traffic. So tied at two going into the third. Flames hit the ice running. Jerry spins into the far corner and moves it right point. Here's to Simone across to Zadorov. He scores! Nikita Zadorov with a seeing eye shot from the left point. Tip by, tip by Sharon Govich. Yeah. And now a lead pass. Greer's going to walk in. Greer, Deeks, shoots, and is stopped by Grubauer. And now he tries to center it. It's loose. Backlund scores! Michael Backlund swoops in. 
his first goal of the season, his first goal as the captain, and it's 4-2 Flames. Yeah, you love to see it. Sharon Govich and Backlund with a couple of tallies. Four minutes into the third period, Flames were out and running. Vladar, a couple of big stops, a couple of empty netters. Calgary wins it 6-2. 6-3? 6-3. Late goal for the Kraken as well. 6-3 uh, your final. Solid win, and um, kind of piggybacking on what they did against the Stars. I thought the Flames played a solid game. I, I thought, I think they looked a lot faster than they have for the majority of the season. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really notice that against the Kraken. Kraken stink too, man. Like, they can't score. Like, they have some issues. But again, credit to Dan Vladar. Did what he did for a big chunk of last season. Uh, sitting on the bench forever. Gets out there and gives them a rock-solid start. Gives them a chance to win. They did. And a nice team effort by the Flames. And you mentioned it at the beginning uh, of the show. Kadri played good again. He's mm-hmm. been waking up here the last few games. He has an effect on the game, and he, he did threw again. a big hit right before that posh whistle goal. Yep. Right after the penalty. Helped yep. turn over the puck. It was a one-game trip. They're back for their next game. Flames are 7-1 and one against the Kraken since they've come into the league. Really? Yeah. Really good. Next game is Tuesday against the Predators. Practice this morning, then another road trip out east. A three-gamer into eastern Canada, which will start with a back-to-back against the Leafs and Sens Friday and Saturday. Then they'll wrap it up. In Tuesday, Tuesday in Montreal, which means they'll get a couple of days off in Montreal. Mm. What could go wrong? Nothing. Yesterday, a couple of games, the Devils got by the Blackhawks 4-2. to Vidic Vanacek became the eighth Czechia-born goaltender to record 80 career wins. Dominic Hasek leads the group with 389. Can you fill in the blanks? Oh, my goodness. GVP, you want to play long? I, I didn't hear the question. I'm sorry. No. There are... Uh, Eight Czechia-born goaltenders who have 80 career wins. Vidic Vanacek became the eighth. Dominic Hasek leads the group with 389. Who are the other six okay. that are in between? Roman Chikmanic? Correct. He has 110. He's sixth. Um, Roman Turek? Correct. He's third with 159. Large. The former flame. Large. Do you my got one? Former uh, favorite player for oh, my brother. Yaroslav Halak. No. Oh, he's Slovakian. Correct. Damn it. Wrong. Brr. Um, why am I blanking on Czech-born goaltenders? Two of them right? still active. One of them played in Winnipeg. One of them was a stud in Nashville. Pekarene? Uh, no, 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 no. No, he's Finnish. Finnish. Yeah. Bad. Um, Thomas Volkun. Thomas Volkun. 300 wins. Second. Montreal draft pick. Yes, yes, yes. And made his uh, living Thomas really Volkun. in Nashville. Yes. Uh, Andre Pavlik. Oh, Pavlich? Yeah, Pavlich. Pavlich, yeah. Pavlich. Yeah. 156 wins, uh, mostly with the Winnipeg franchise. Yes, yep. uh, Peter Morazic, uh, still course, active, 153. And Michael Neuverth. Uh, Neuverth. Neuverth? Yeah. Mm. Big big part of that uh, Flyers uh, run to the Stanley Cup final. Dude was an elite backup for Neuverth. like three years. Yeah. Mm. Other game was a Pacific Division matchup between a couple of powerhouses in the Golden Knights and the Ducks. It's Mitnikoff again. Petrano. High slot. Labushkin. Save to the rebound. Shot wide again by McCabbage. They score! Thrown in front. And Anaheim has their first lead. Mason McTavish. Yeah, the Ducks scored four unanswered in the third period to beat the Vegas Golden Knights 4-2 yesterday. Mason McTavish, the game winner. He's on a seven-game point streak. Defenseman Pavel Minchikov is tied for rookie scoring lead. He's got eight points. They're the first team in NHL history to have five third period comebacks in their first 11 games. What? Also, the Vegas point streak ends at 12. But yeah, 
The comeback kids. Look at them. I thought the Ducks were supposed to suck bad this season. Yeah, they're actually fun to watch, and I kind of hate it because, like, I really liked when the Ducks were bad because they were really good for a long time, and the Flames would just get destroyed mm. by the Ducks forever. And now they're all of a sudden they're good again. Hmm. Mm. Four games tonight. Blue Jackets, Panthers at five. Lightning Maple Leafs also at five. That'll be on Sportsnet West at six. Bruins, Stars. Oilers, Canucks wrap the evening, eight o'clock from Vancouver. You oh can boy. watch that on Sportsnet West. Third meeting between the two clubs this season. They met in the first two games of the season. Vancouver rolled them. See what happens tonight. Week nine of the NFL season. Oh boy. This was touted as quite the lineup all the way through. Began with the Chiefs and Dolphins from Frankfurt, Germany. 7.30 kickoff for this huge game across the pond. Pat Mahomes threw a couple touchdowns. That gave the Chiefs a 14-0 lead. Second touchdown came right before the two-minute warning, and they were able to add even more points before halftime. Chiefs lead 14-0. They'll throw it in the near side. Tyreek Hill hit right in the stomach. Fumbles the ball. Picked up by Kansas City. Tyreek Hill with the catch and a fumble recovery up the sideline. Here comes Mike. It's it Brian Cook. 10-5. Touchdown. Yeah, the scoop and score for Brian Cook, in case you couldn't tell. Dolphins get a couple of touchdowns in the third quarter, but they can't overcome the 21-point deficit. Kansas City wins it 21-14. Chiefs now 7-2. Finns are 6-3. Um, all of a sudden, um, the Chiefs have one of the best defenses in the National Football League. Yeah, they do. Their offense has been a bit of an issue. And even Pat Mahomes said at postgame that, yeah, we'll get the offense figured out. But Steve Spagnuolo's defense... One of the best in the league, and that's kind of shocking because usually that team always relied on Kelsey and Mahomes and just get get to the pass, get to the quarterback, rely on your pass rush, and just win football games that way. But, man, that Chiefs defense shut down the Dolphins yesterday. They shut them down. Also, are we surprised that a team based on or an offense is based on speed struggled when they traveled so far? Uh, no, I think the turf was fine. I think that was just... I just think that with the jet lag that kind of persists for a couple of days sure. after traveling nine hours, I just think it might affect the speed of some players more so than it would affect some of the big lumbering dudes. Who if, the difference between a, you know, a 4-9 and a 5 timer is not that different. Uh, if only we had somebody uh, to ask at 8 o'clock who would be an expert on such situations. Mm. We'll have to book Davis. somebody. All oh, right. yeah. Sorry. 8 o'clock. Mm. In the morning set, everybody was excited for the Ravens and the Seahawks, but a dominant showing from Baltimore's defense and their run game saw Lamar Jackson sit for the fourth quarter. They cruised through a 37-3 beatdown over Seattle. The most surprising blowout, but not the only one in the first set. Browns also shut out the Cardinals 27-0. Packers smoked the Rams 20-3. Anything notable from the three blowouts? Yeah, uh, the Ravens look legit. Uh, if they didn't blow two games this season, they could be undefeated. I so far it. this year. And, I hate it. And that AFC North, my goodness. Like, you have, you'll get to the Bengals, big win over the Bills. You'll get to that. Uh, the Browns shut out the Cardinals because their defense is great. And they start yeah. a rookie and quarterback. And the Steelers are the Steelers under Mike Tomlin because they're constantly plucky. Yep. Like, what an incredible division from top to bottom. There might be four playoff teams in that division, which is absurd. The rest were close games. Our boy CD coming up at 8 a.m. I wrote it in here. He was okay. the call of the Texans and the Buccaneers coming out game for C.J. Stroud. Stroud in the gun. Empty backfield after motion. First down of the Bucks. 15. 10 seconds to go. C.J. gets the snap. C.J. looking. Throwing to the end zone. Yes! 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 
at the reception. Oh, I love an over-aggressive color guy. Just distorting all over the place. The rookie Stroud, fifth touchdown of the game, second one to Tank Dell. Great name. The Texans lost their kicker in the first half, so they were constantly going for two points. They failed several times. They had a running back kick a field goal at one point, but they did have to leave points on the board. It kept the game close. But in the end, that touchdown does allow the Texans to win the game. They're back to 500 at 4-4. Four and four. The Bucks are 3-5 and five after this loss, but what a tilt it was. Well, um, the best ending of the first set, I would say. Um, You think... Panthers fans are like, oh, God. Like, why didn't we draft C.J. Stroud? Maybe. I don't know. Let Bryce Young be for a little bit. He's already he's already been banged up. and But Stroud looks so... And the Texans are like jackpot. Like, did they, did, do you think even they knew this also kid the tax, could be this Also, the Texans good? have a way better offensive line than the Panthers. And they have Nico Collins, who's one of the emerging wide way receivers. Way better receivers. The best receiver in Carolina is Adam Thielen. The ghost of. Yeah. Well, he's been good this season. Yeah, he has been. Mm-hmm. Who had that on their bingo card going into the year? Yeah. Bears could not overcome their five turnovers. Rookie Tyson Bajan and the Bar- Bears are 2-7 and seven after a 24-17 loss to the Saints. Derek Carr's group is now 5-2. and two. The Patriots didn't have five turnovers, just one, but it was costly. A pass from Mac Jones deflected and intercepted as they were on the cusp of field goal range. The Patriots lose to the Commanders 20-17. Other game of note in the first half, new Viking Josh Dobbs, an unlikely hero. Minnesota started rookie quarterback Jaron Hall, but he left in the first quarter with a concussion, throwing Dobbs into action just days after the Tuesday trade deadline. Had not taken snaps with the ones, was learning the cadence on the sideline, and showed some exciting things if you are a Vikings fan. Jackson in motion to the right. 11th play of a 69-yard possession. Dobbs back to pass on third down. He stays in the pocket. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Brandon Powell! Final score, 31-28. That touchdown made it 31-28, and the Vikings are now 5-4. and four. The Falcons now 4-5. and five. You know, you gotta give um, you gotta give uh, the Vikings credit here. Like the, they lose Kirk Cousins, that injury. Um, Josh Lou Dobbs comes in, throws like did you see the video of him teaching his offensive lineman his his cadence. Yeah, he was learning the five different snaps that they do yeah. in Minnesota on the sideline in the game. Yeah, and again, that that's a team they lose uh, Kirk Cousins. Um, Justin Jefferson hasn't been there in weeks, and this team continues to win football games. Got to tip your cap to the Minnesota Vikings. It looks like they were dead and buried this season, but they had monster wins this year, especially that win over the Niners. Yeah. Like the Vikings. Hey, tip your cap to the Vikings. Is there anything more consistent than Arthur Smith looking up at the scoreboard, squinting as his team loses another game by a close score that they were never really supposed to win anyways with that weird mustache? Yeah. Um... (sighs) As a also, proponent of weird mustaches. Also, why did they draft B. John Robinson if they're not going to give him the ball on the goal know. line? I don't know. Like, why did they do that? Can you can you explain that to me? Because I, I can't. can't. I can't. No. Okay. I can try and explain the mustache. I think it makes he thinks it makes him look older. Okay. And he doesn't really look that old, so maybe he's mm. looking for a little bit more respect. Mm. But as far as Bijan goes, no, I have no idea. On the afternoon of the three ga- games, most eyes were watching the Cowboys and the Eagles from Philly, while elsewhere the Raiders smoked the Giants. The Colts' defense led them past Bryce Young and the Panthers. A Brandon Aubrey field goal got the Cowboys a 17-14 lead over the Eagles. 
after the uh, at the half, but at the end of the third quarter, all Eagles. First and 10, they're at the Cowboys 29. Hurts back again. He steps up. He's looking. He is going deep, and it is caught. It is caught down the far side of the field. It is Devontae Smith for a touchdown. Yes, skinny Batman. Couple of touchdowns for the Eagles. One from Devontae Smith. The other from A.J. Brown. Gave the Eagles 28-17 lead. They would win 28-23. The Cowboys unable to march the field, punching a TD late. The Eagles are 8-1. The Cowboys are now 5-3. Yeah, um, big game again uh, by the Eagles. Uh, Dallas Goddard broke his arm. That's no good. Uh, and um, Jalen Hurts banged up a little bit. Uh, might miss a game here. Uh, finish the game. But again, the Cowboys. Could you imagine if the Cowboys had an offensive-minded coach who wasn't named Mike McCarthy? Mm. Like, this, just the potential of the Dallas Cowboys still. Like, they were, again, they were close here. And again, uh, and that C.D. Lamb thing, it just drives me. it just drives me nuts when quarterbacks throw the ball before the, the goal line like you need to throw that ball into the end zone like it can't be thrown short and you just hope he gets in when there's three defenders right around cd lamb throw the ball into the end zone but again cowboys good but not great one of the better teams in the nfc yes legit super bowl contenders no they're not they really aren't i agree especially since they lost uh digs in their secondary because the thing is dak prescott plays a pretty boomer bust system he's prone to turning the ball over yeah and that's the case you need your defense to turn the ball over and Diggs is good for what six seven of those in a season a big one in the playoffs maybe giving you extra clips in the chamber and uh without him i do wonder if this team's going to be able to keep up Finally, Sunday Night Football, Bills, Bengals from the jungle in Cincy. Who day, baby? We back. Joe has the ball. Under pressure. Dumps it nice. off short. Caught. Drew Sample has a first down to the 10. The nice. pass yeah. toward the pylon. He's in. <laughs> Touchdown. Beautiful. Bengals. Drew Sample. Made it 21-7. They would end up with a 24-18 victory. Cincinnati has now won four in a row. They are 5-3 and three and still last in their division. Which is incredible. Browns and Steelers are also 5-3. and three. And then there's those Ravens. Couple wins back of them. Injury notes from Sunday. Giants fear quarterback Daniel Jones tore his ACL. Eagles tight Yikes. end Dallas Goddard has reportedly broken his arm. Ouch. Forearm fracture reportedly. And Viking running back Cam Akers uh, dealing with an Achilles injury. Um... Monday Night Football, Jensen Chargers. Well, luckily, we have Charles on because we have so many questions. Mm. I think Sean McDermott's in trouble in oh. Buffalo. Oh. And I think, should he have lost his job after 13 seconds? Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Mm. But that was Buffalo's best chance to maybe win the Super Bowl. But they, they look disjointed on offense. The defense isn't as good. What was Von Miller doing on that last Joe Mixon play where he just let him run? Like, you're supposed to be the, quote, closer Von Miller. He's no, a he pass rusher. He doesn't stop. But he's got, okay, but they're sp- they're paying him forty million dollars to make that tackle, and he doesn't even get there. Not even remotely close. The Bills have an issue with their head coach. They need an offensive minded head coach so Josh Allen can take another step because that offense just don't look right. They don't even run the ball anymore. They don't even bother to run the ball. They just their do- run game is Josh Allen taking huge hits, which is isn't a recipe for a long career if you're Josh Allen. They got issues in Buffalo. They're a fraud Super Bowl contender. Mm. Like, I would take the Bengals over them. Same. I would take the Ravens over them. Yeah. Of course, the Chiefs over them. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking who else over them? Oh, just sticking the Eagles? Sticking or that. are you just sticking in conference? No. Well, yeah, in, in conference. 
Um, are the Jags better than the Bills? No. I think they might be. No, that's they a little, beat them. It's a little bold. They beat them. Yeah, in in London when they had been staying there for two weeks, they got oh. the jump on them. Okay. Mm, mm, the, mm, I don't know. We lost Charles. I think it's just those teams. Okay, but still, that's a good roster. Jets and Chargers tonight it wraps up Week Nine. Um, can we fact check this? It says here the Jets have won three straight games. Is that- Could you imagine if they had Aaron Rodgers as their quarterback, how good that team would be? Zach Wilson's actually been not bad lately. Just right. one interception in his last four games, but also very true. He's not losing games for him. Justin Herbert needs just 11 completions to reach 1,500 on the career and become the fastest player in NFL history to do it. He'll probably do it tonight in game 57. Mahomes and Stafford played 62 games to get to that record. Also, Mack and Bosa against this Jets O-line who has their fifth set of five starters in eight games this season. Mm. Yikes. Stan Peters' season is over. A disappointing year comes to an appropriate end. They fall short in BC against the Lions. Um, this just was not the Stan Peters' season. A late push allowed them to get into the semifinals. But in the end, they just cannot keep up to Vernon Adams Jr., and that BC offense, 41-30, the final score. Adams was 28 for 39 with 413 yards and two touchdowns. Had another three on the ground and 54 yards rushing. When I look at this team for the offseason, George, there's a couple things. One, okay. Jake Mayer is going to be back as a quarterback. He's signed for next year, and he has some guaranteed money. So he's going to be part of that quarterback room. Is that good? I think it's fine. Are they going to bring in someone else to compete with him that is more of a veteran? I think a lot of people would like to see that around the city, okay. around the fan base. They need to address their tackle position. They need to get some more defensive linemen because James Vodders may or may not be back after tearing his bicep last year. There's a lot of things you got to improve on this team. I would say you got to improve your skill positions. You got to improve your tackles. You can bring Jake Mayer back because he stayed healthy, and that's maybe the one important thing about the CFL, but a lot of questions about this team going into the offseason. Next Saturday, Lions head to Winnipeg to battle the Blue Bombers. Argos will host the Alouettes after they beat Bully by Mitchell and the Ticats. Also, Spicy Bo after the game. I don't know if you saw his comments. I did see that. He said, uh, listen, if you're not going to play your highest paid player, then maybe I don't need to be here. Mm. Yeah, but is he, he's pretty much done, though, isn't he? He got hurt twice this year, and the second injury was because Orlando Steinauer had him rushing on a third and short in garbage time, and he broke his leg mm. in his first game back from injury. Right, but there's a reason why the Stamps move on from him too, right? True, yeah. I think it was the right time to move on from okay, him. I'm, but I'm just saying, like, he's on definitely the back. And again, you would know better no, than I true. would. But I'm just saying, but he's on the back nine of his career. I you get traded it. for him, and you paid him. Yeah, okay. And also, it's Matthew Schiltz. Like, my goodness. Come on now. Who? Yeah, exactly. Uh, What else do I got here? Raptors were on the road in San Antonio to battle Wemby and the Spurs. GVP, break it down for us. Yes, their Raptors trailed coming out of the half, and this one is the only... Uh, put up 16 points in the second corner, but uh, the Raptors offense would come alive in the second half. They put up 36 and 39 in the third and fourth to get this thing to overtime and they would close it out 123 113 the final. Just an incredible game by Scotty Barnes. He goes for 30, 11, and 6 assists alongside with 3 steals and 3 blocks. 17 of those 30 points coming in the fourth quarter. Dennis Schroeder also had 24. So did OG Ananobi. Victor Nwembenyama had another good performance. He had 29 and 4. Raptors got the day off today. They'll be back in action tomorrow in Dallas to take on Luka and the Mavericks. 
Mm. Well done. Mm, nailed it. Hey, did you guys know that the uh, in-season tournament started on Friday? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And they changed the courts. Yeah, they those changed all awful. the courts. You don't like any of them, GVP? I don't think so. Those oh. those are weird looking. I think the players are going to complain about the slippage on that and whatnot. They're pretty kitschy. Uh, I remember players were complaining about uh, back in like the mid-2010s when they had the huge NBA Finals trophy at center court during the NBA Finals. Mm-hmm. They were complaining about slippage then. Like, mm-hmm. Could be the same thing here. I don't know. Did you see what it says I mean, on the? Okay, good. Uh, did you see what it says on the Miami Heat court for their culture theme? It's different from the in-season tournament. But did you see this, George? It's been going around the internets today. When Miami Heat wrote on their court. No. No. Okay. Um, can I get some music for this one, JVP? Something maybe a little bit more epic. <clears throat> Hardest working. Wow. Best conditioned. Mm-hmm. Most professional. Hmm unselfish toughest meanest nastiest team in the nba no way says it all right on the key it looks really weird it's wow. like the key it's got big black font it goes all the way down wow toughest meanest nastiest team in the nba are they though i don't know it's the miami heat like it's not really your type of thing but well, well they got to the finals last year Okay, a Blue Jays note as well. Uh, Take a bite out of that! Yeah, how about that? Uh, a couple of gold gloves yesterday. Matt Chapman, his fourth. Kevin Kiermeyer, his fourth. Jose Barrios, his first. Congratulations, lads. I don't know what this means as far as, like, you know, it's the gold glove. Do they get more money? Can they use it in contract negotiations? Yeah, Tip they the can. Cap. Right on. Well, again, hey, the Blue Jays did what they wanted, right? Run prevention. Their defense and run prevention. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a lot of uh, upset people that Dalton Varsho didn't get the gold glove. Especially Chris he Bassett. Had the best, yeah, he had the best uh, run saved in Major League Baseball. Chris Bassett was really upset. Wranglers had a couple of games this weekend. Started Friday afternoon. Matt Coronado's AHL debut at the Saddle Dome. Wranglers facing the Sharks affiliate. Ooh, Barracuda. Mm, yeah, uh, just one goal in this entire game. Cut up by Coronado at the center of the ice. He's got some jump. Right shot. Coronado shoots and scores in his AHL debut. Matty Coronado makes it one nothing Calgary. Yeah, he essentially just bowled over a defenseman from the opposition and just forced a puck through, through Magnus Chroma, which is an excellent goaltender name, by the way. Dustin Wolf shut the door the rest of the way. Calgary won one nothing. Sunday rematch, uh, they lost 4-1. to hmm. mm, Too bad. Both those were afternoon games, the first of Saddledome doubleheaders. The Hitmen were hosting a couple of teams as well. Friday, 6-4, well-fought loss to the Portland Winterhawks. And Sunday, a tilt against the CHL's second-ranked Moose Jaw Warriors. The Flames or the Hitmen would win this one by a 2-1 score. We had a uh, fight with a third man in. Mm. Had someone tossed from this game. It was quite the tilt yesterday. Wranglers show, or the Hitmen showed out. They got a big win. Um, also, I got a bit of a media story here for you, George. Okay, I'm looking forward to this. Uh, the Simpsons, pretty popular program, I think. Yep. Who wants to party? Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, been running since December 17th, 1989. Wow. If I had to ask you, what are your favorite running gags from the show? What would you say? Maybe the chalkboard? Yeah, the chalkboard's good. Um, I wish Bart would call Moe's more with uh, prank. That's the prank second phone. one I had, prank phone calls to Moe's. Yeah, yep, those are good. good. Um, Homer having conversations with his brain. Yes. Those are always fun. Yep. Um, one of them's coming to an end, George. Oh. Boy, you little... Ah! Boy, must die! 
Bye. I love you, Dad. Don't. Times are a changing, George. Okay. Homer's not going to strangle Bart anymore. Hmm. Not even if he had asked permission. What? Uh. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh, terrific stuff, Maddie. Yeah, the Rose Report is brought oh, to you by great. Motorworks. If you own a BMW, choose Motorworks for service and repairs. I'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue and 3rd Street Southeast. The safe word is banana. Brett Cron, the Chronolist, in studio next. Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, The Fan.